0: mm to Southern Sisters Radio, the show for Southern women and the men who adore them. Join us as we celebrate life from a Southern point of view. Here's your host, author, founder of Southern Sisters Home, Jenny McCormick Earhart. Hey there, and welcome to the Southern Sisters Radio Show. Here we are, again in the studio on a beautiful Saturday in the South. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love living in the South. I love eating in the South. Of course. Right? Yes. I love being hospitable in the South. And I love my family in the South, and I have got one of my daughters with me here in the studio today, Catherine. Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine is my third daughter, and she is just adorable, and she just graduated from the University of Georgia with a finance degree. Yes.
1: Congratulations.
0: I'm, I'm happy to be done, to be honest. <laughs> it's It's been hard. I mean, it's tough. It has it's been tough. tough mm-hmm. Yes, tough four years. You know, okay. I think you told me only one in eight finance graduates are... Female? Is that right? Very few females. That is true. Well,
1: it's a STEM field, right?
0: I believe so. Yeah,
1: mathematics. I would assume. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Probably did a lot of math.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. But I like it. That's <laughs> hey. my thing. Yeah. There so you go. she's like me in a lot of ways. That is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not math inclined the way that she is, but um, but I can respect <laughs> it. And quite frankly, she can probably help me with my business. That's she right goes do. So if she, you ever need uh, help. Uh, yeah. She said, Mom, you want me to analyze your books a little bit? I said. Am I supposed to be analyzing them? What are you trying to say? I know, right? (laughs) But I am so glad that she is here. And we are glad that you guys are here uh, joining us this week. We are, you know, the show for for Southern women and the men who adore them. That means that you are either a Southern woman or you know a Southern woman. And likely you adore one, if not many. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Nick's Mm -hmm. got several Southern women in his life that he (laughs) adores. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. So we talk about things that are of relevance to women, but certainly things that men can appreciate, too. Specifically this week, I was contemplating the fact that my daughter is, this daughter, is graduated from from college, going to be out on her own, right? And I was thinking a little bit about the concept of cars. So I've titled this segment Chicks and Cars, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And basically everything I'm going to talk to you about in this segment is something you can learn on YouTube. OK, <laughs> Okay. Now, I always say if I don't know how to do something, I guarantee you there is somebody out there on YouTube, on YouTube. that's going to teach oh, yeah. me how to do you it. You can learn pretty much anything on YouTube. Yeah. Some of it better than others. Right. Very good point. <laughs> Very <true. laughs> Not everything is good on YouTube, but there are some things that are. And um, certainly uh, in Catherine's case, she's you know, when she was in Athens, she was off in another town with her car. One thing that gave me a little peace of mind was knowing that I had a AAA membership, so she had her AAA card in case the car broke down, she needed some or help. Or in case I locked my keys in my car, which happened more than once. Oh. She she is her mother's daughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, yes.
0: Speaking of mishaps with cars, we should have a little moment of true confession here. So I, I'm sorry to say that this is not the first time that this has happened to me. This, this is twice in a year. Uh, Catherine and I were going somewhere yesterday. We were loading the car and I placed my cell phone on the back of the car on the trunk while I loaded some other things. Mm, I then forgot habit. (laughs) It is. She knows. She witnessed it. So I back out of the driveway and then I turn, turn the car around and take off. And we realized that my phone's not with me. Right. Mm. So we turn around and come back to the house. I get my iPad. And I use um, Find My iPhone. Find My iPhone, the app, which I use on a regular basis because I lose my phone frequently. And um, I'm walking around and I send a beep to my phone saying, well, the phone will beep and alert me to where it is. I walk around the house. I don't hear a beep. I walk outside. At first, I don't hear anything. And then as I walk down the driveway, I start to hear a distant, you know, beep, 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 right? And I look out into the cul de sac and there is my phone crushed. Oh crushed.
1: So not only did it fall off the car, you ran it yeah, over. She then yeah. ran it over. Oh yeah. my gosh.
0: Yeah, because just, just falling off the car wasn't enough. Here's
1: here's the question though. Did you run it over as you were leaving or did you run it over as you were coming <laughs> you,
0: you back? Know, you know we, we, we will never know. We're not sure about that. We're, we will never know. And, and what's, what's worse is as I get to the cul-de-sac, my neighbor is there. She's standing there in the middle of the show. She picks up the and phone. She picks it up actually. She goes, Jenny, is this your phone? It's all cracked. It's all crushed. <laughs> oh man.
2: Fortunately, oh no. there. are
0: people out there that will replace the glass for you uh in about an hour and that's what i did so anyway yes, very good yeah it, it pays to be a little conscious about where you're putting your phone when you're getting into your car <laughs> but other than the obvious that we should k- keep an eye on our cell phones i was thinking a little bit about uh women or chicks as we shall say in this segment chicks in their cars and some of the top things that um experts in the field of car maintenance suggest that all people should know to do since this is a Southern Sisters show, we're partic- particularly saying this is something women need to know. But guys, you need to—you're <laughs> no, no, not excused from this. No, there are some guys out there that don't know their way around car maintenance. Yes, <laughs> there are a couple. You're not one of them.
1: Uh, not you anymore. Know. I was, and the first time I got caught on the side of the road going, I don't know what to do, I decided that wasn't going to be me again. Really? So I watched some YouTube videos
0: (laughs) my way. I I told you, right? (laughs) Well, let's talk about some of the top things that chicks need to know how to do with their cars. And guys, if you're listening, Uh, encourage your daughters, your mothers, your sisters to learn how to do these things as well. Number one tip, refill the windshield, windshield, windshield wiper fluid. That was yes. a mouthful, right? Now, sure, you're supposed to have this taken care of for you with your oil change, but especially if you live in an area that maybe has a lot of think of that during the pollen season. Mm. I know that mine was constantly covered with pollen. You need to clear those, win, uh, clear that windshield. You'll notice it especially if you have a dirty windshield when it's dark. Sometimes at night, and you get a little little moisture in the air, it could almost create a film on your windshield, which can be dangerous. Yes, you can't see, right? So if the light turns on, showing you need more, uh, it, in, a lot of a lot of the newer cars will have an indicator. You can open the hood and look for where the washer indicator is to know where to add the fluid. It's not even a bad idea to keep a jug of this stuff in your, in your garage. No. So you can refill it as needed. How about replacing your wiper blades?
1: That's... Like a lot easier said than done. I'm just yeah. gonna say, have
0: you tried this. It's a pain <laughs> in the
1: butt sometimes <laughs> to get those things yeah, off. It is. You don't want to break it. No, <laughs> but they, they kind of slide, right? They kind of
0: slide out the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you that I've been in the car and more than once I've had someone with me say, "How can you drive with your blades like that?" And you can all, you know, usually you don't realize it obviously until it's raining. <laughs>
2: Very <you know>? true. <laughs> and then
0: suddenly your windshield wipers aren't clearing your glass. So when you, um, you know, that's another good thing. Don't stress out wondering like which ones to buy if you go to a good auto store uh, they they will have a little chart there and you can Mm -hmm. say this is the car I have and they'll give you the they'll let you know exactly what kind of blade and uh, you can replace them yourselves it's not really that hard I got some guys at Napa near me that'll do it for me.
1: Yeah, a lot of times if you go to Advance or AutoZone or Napa or something like that and you tell them, hey, could you just come out here and give me a hand? Yes. They'll either Mm -hmm. help you or just do it for you. Right. And if you just stay on top of it, you don't ever have to worry about doing it yourself.
0: I agree. Right? Right? (laughs) No, make it easy. How about this? Do you know how to change a flat tire?
1: Ah, it's important to know that for sure.
0: Flats happen, right? It's a part of life. So avoid the anxiety you'll feel when you hear that ominous bump, 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 and instead make sure you're ready ahead of time. So the time to learn how to change a tire is when you don't necessarily have to change the tire, right? (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> so uh, women out there, you know, pull your dad aside, your brother aside. Get somebody to teach you how to properly change a tire. Um, it's it's a wonderful thing to know how to do in case you are some, somewhere sometime when you don't have help nearby mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Do you know how to jump off your car battery?
1: That's also another very important one. I and know one how to do that that. Could, uh,
0: Catherine knows how to do that. You could
1: end badly if you do it wrong. Oh, yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> well, <Very> two. <laughs> well, I'll tell you sooner or later, you'll be faced with a dead battery. So make sure the problem really is the battery first. Check the headlights and other interior lights and see if they're dim. Check the manual for the location of the battery, because believe it or not, some people don't know where that is, right? (laughs) And then, um, you know, there'll be instructions in your car manual on how to do this. You just want to remember, with jumper cables, you connect the positive terminal with the red wire, right? Okay, just don't make that mistake.
1: (laughs) Red goes to red, black goes to black. Black goes to black.
0: (laughs) Positive. This is not a case of opposites attract. (laughs) (laughs) Opposites could be uh, problematic there. Try
1: not to let them touch. Yes, It will be a shocking event if you do so. (laughs) You're so
0: funny. You're so funny. How about checking your oil? Most people don't think they need to do that because they get their oil changed on a regular basis. However, um, oil changes are economical, right? Which is why people typically don't do them themselves anymore. But um, if your engine is ever running hot, you know, or you're out somewhere and having some issues and you've run out of oil, you might need to know how to at least check the oil yourself. That's another good one. I'm really into checking tire pressure. I think that's extremely important. So keeping a tire pressure gauge in your glove box is another great thing to do. Did you know that the proper tire pressure for your car can usually be found on that little sticker that's on the side of the door? Yep. When you open the door, you can kind of read there and see exactly how many pounds of pressure. You kind of keep an eye on that. You can improve your gas mileage. Right? Uh-huh. If your tires are properly inflated, uh, inflated and avoid things like blowouts or overinflated tires. And it's the
1: biggest cause of tire failure is pro- improper
0: pressure. Right. Very true. Nick is a constant source of, tri- of just <laughs> great trivial information. Well, guys, that's how chicks can take care of their cars. You hang on because we're going to be right back with a great summer brunch menu, great southern flowers, and a little southern narrative about God made woman.
1: The Telly Nelly. Come to the table, Mabel. Now sit up straight,
0: Kate. It's time to eat, Pete. Have a banana, Hannah. Try the salami, Tommy. Get with the gravy, Davey. Everybody eats when they come to my house. And welcome back (coughs) to the Southern (laughs) Southern Sisters (laughs) Radio Show. It is springtime in the South. And for those of you that are like me, I got to tell you, a little, uh, you know, weekend brunch in the springtime uh, is just a glorious, wonderful thing. And I also think that uh, brunch should include a cocktail. We're not gonna. We're not gonna neglect. I can't talk. We are not going to neglect. <laughs> <laughs> been drinking already. <laughs> no. so, did you
1: have brunch
2: before? <laughs> the show? The <laughs> <laughs> the no,
0: no, no. We're gonna. We are going to include a cocktail with our brunch menu today, and we're going to kind of talk you guys through it because this is a fabulous brunch. It would be great for just a Sunday, like a weekend brunch, or if you're getting together with some girlfriends, maybe. You know, we've done those uh, girls' night in uh, segments on our show before. A brunch in would also be a lovely, lovely thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe do the brunch in after. Yeah. The girls' night in, right? There you might, you you might need to sleep in a little bit. Just make it a whole weekend deal. Yeah. Fabulous.
0: <laughs> we are going to start with a sparkling peach sangria. Let's just mm. let's just hit the ground running here because this is so fantastic. I love this particular um, cocktail. I've had it twice before and i've tweaked it a little bit to get the proportions just right but this is a wonderful one it makes a beautiful presentation and you can make it right up in a big picture so you have enough for everybody you know what i'm saying or just yourself You can drink the pitcher yourself. One
1: pitcher for you (laughs) (laughs) and another pitcher for for the group.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you don't know what Moscato is, M-O-S-C-A-T-O, it's a wine from Italy, and it's become incredibly popular for drinking on its own or even as an aperitif because it's sweet, it's lower in alcohol, and incredibly easy to drink. Mm. Now, it's been historically known as a dessert wine. Moscato has a slight fizz. And its flavors are sort of a combination of nectarine and peach and orange, very pleasing to the yes. taste buds. So this is an integral part of our uh, sparkling peach sangria. Now, Catherine knows cocktails. If any of you guys have ever watched any of the Southern Sisters cocktail videos online, um, Catherine was my mixologist. Yes. Oh, I really.
1: Was. Yes, oh. you don't
0: ever see her face, but you see her just her main center part of her body and her arms as she's, you know, you can tell it's her because yeah. she's got this tiny little waist. And... <laughs> <laughs> so she would she would do a great job pulling this cocktail together. We should make a video mm-hmm. of this. One. We should. I would love to do that. Let's do that. So what you guys what you're going to need is two to three peaches, fresh peaches sliced. One and a fourth cup of peach brandy. Now, if you can't find the peach brandy, you can substitute apricot. That will work well. One whole bottle of chilled Moscato wine and a liter of chilled seltzer water Mm -hmm. or club soda. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what you're going to do is in a pitcher, you're going to place about three-fourths of the sliced peaches. Okay. We're going to save a few for the garnish afterwards. And you're going to put in the brandy and then you're going to slightly muddle it. If you have a good muddler that you can use, that's great. What I do sometimes, especially in a big pitcher, is I'll use the bottom end of like a big thick wooden spoon. Just something Uh, that's got kind of a blunt end on it. And I'll just kind of mush it up there a little bit. You're going to muddle that together. Then you're going to add the Moscato and the Seltzer water. Stir it all with a wooden spoon to mix it all together. And then you're going to pour this beautiful concoction into ice-filled glasses and top it with a couple of fresh peach slices. It's mm. always better with a fresh fruit garnish. Isn't it? Yes. Isn't it? And it's beautiful to look at. It's just refreshing. And that's how we're starting off our brunch.
1: I like that. It's a really good way. To start off a Saturday or Sunday, isn't it? Catherine
0: Catherine brought me a bottle of sparkling sangria this week. I was about to ask. Is that how you came up with this? No, no, no. (laughs) I've had this one before. It kind of gave me the idea, but Mm -hmm. I'd already had the recipe. Um, We we served our little uh, sparkling sangria. We had a little happy
2: hour last night. My sister gave me a bottle for graduation, and I shared it with everybody.
0: There you go.
1: We dropped a couple of
0: fresh blackberries into the glass. Ooh, It's just so beautiful. And then by the time you got to the end of the glass... The blackberries had kind of soaked up the sparkling sangria and, oh, Ooh. my word, so delicious. Mm-hmm. Sparkling, black so sparkling blackberries. good. So sparkling.
1: Sparkling blackberries. They were spiked for
0: sure. Now, guys, the other part of our, uh, our lovely springtime Southern Sisters brunch, is we are going to do a roasted red pepper and asparagus quiche. Now, let me tell you, this is a delightful, fresh, simple quiche recipe. You can actually mix this up the day before, pop it in the oven right before your brunch, and you're going to impress everybody that comes. I'm telling you now. And it includes a lot of fresh sort of springtime veggies. Yeah. What you're going to need is what... You, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to need to roast a red sweet pepper. So slice it into fourths and seed it. Roast it at 400 degrees for about 30 minutes. Then finally dice it and set it aside. Okay? That's your roasted red pepper. It will go into your quiche. You're going to preheat your oven to 400 degrees. And then you're going to use your pie pastry. Now, this can be a store-bought refrigerated pie crust. is fine. Or you can make your own, but you're going to line it in a 9-inch pie plate, right? And then you're going to kind of crimp the edges to make it pretty. Prick the bottom of the crust several times with a fork and bake it at 400 degrees for about 12 to 15 minutes until it's a very light golden brown, and you're going to set it aside. Now, you're going to heat one tablespoon of olive oil in a skillet over medium-high heat. You're going to saute two cups of diced asparagus spears, two cloves of minced garlic in the oil until it's crisp but still tender, right? And about five minutes. That's about how long it's going to take. Set that aside. Now, here comes the eggy, custardy part of your quiche. In a large bowl, you'll whisk five eggs, three-fourths of a cup of milk, a half a cup of half and half, a teaspoon of salt, and a half a teaspoon of pepper. You're going to whisk that together. Stir in your asparagus mixture. Add your roasted red pepper that you've diced, Pour the whole concoction into your pre-baked crust and then sprinkle about one cup of shredded cheddar cheese on top. You're going to bake this baby at 375 degrees for 30 to 35 minutes or until the filling is firm and the crust is a light golden brown. It is so good. That
1: sounds delicious. Now if
0: you're driving, you know I don't encourage you to write down recipes while you're driving. So this <laughs> recipe will be on the Southern Sisters website. Go to southernsistershome.com, click on the blog. There'll be a gorgeous picture of this amazing roasted red pe- pepper and asparagus quiche and the ing- and the uh, the directions are right there.
1: So you know what that means you do, right? But, is that now that you're driving and you just heard that recipe, mm-hmm. you stop in at the grocery store, and while you're sitting in the parking lot, you pull up the recipe and find out what you need to get from the Hello. grocery store, go home and make it. Because you know you're going to want it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: this is great. It's so right. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you could eat this quiche.
1: I was about to say, this yeah. is uh, something I could do probably it's just at 7 o'clock at night. Come I'd be okay with food. that. food.
0: <laughs> now, I personally would pair this with something very, very simple, like just a simple green salad, maybe with a lemon vinaigrette. Mm. I wouldn't do anything real complicated, because you got a lot going on with the quiche. Yeah. Keep it simple. Now the crowning glory of our springtime brunch that was going to be our four-layer strawberry lemonade cake. Ooh. There will be a photograph. I wish you guys could see it right now. <laughs> I've got a photograph here on my uh, that I took and put on my computer. It is gorgeous. It's delicious. It got a couple of parts to it now and everything will be on the website. One of the the primary focal points of the cake is the strawberry lemonade jam. And how you make... And listen, you can use it for the cake. You can also spread it on toast or biscuits. To make the strawberry lemonade jam that goes in the strawberry lemonade cake, you need to process in a blender two and a half cups of chopped strawberries and three-fourths cups of sugar. Transfer it to a saucepan. And then in a bowl, whisk together a half a cup of lemon juice and three tablespoons of cornstarch. That's what you need to thicken it up. Whisk that into the strawberry mixture... Bring it to a boil over medium-high heat. Cook it for about a minute, then remove it from the heat, cover it, and then you're going to refrigerate it. Just put it in the refrigerator until it's chilled. Now, this will keep for up to a week. It -hmm. is a strawberry lemonade jam. It's fabulous. It goes in the cake, but it's also great on other things. All right? Let's move to the cake. You're going to preheat your oven to 350 degrees. You need to separate four eggs. Okay. Mm -hmm. separate four eggs, set them aside. You're going to beat one cup of softened butter at medium speed with an electric mixer until creamy. Gradually, you're going to add two cups of sugar, beating until it's light and fluffy. Now add the flour... And then add the egg yolks one at a time, beating until blended after each addition. You got that? So it's kind of, you, you want to do it gradually. It's nice to, to put in a little bit, like put in the egg and then beat. Hmm. Put in the next egg and then beat, right? Gradually incorporating it. Add one cup of milk and then beat. Got it? So we like a nice smooth batter. In a separate bowl, you're going to stir together three cups of cake flour, one tablespoon of baking powder, and a fourth of a teaspoon of salt. You're then going to add this one cup at a time into the butter mixture, beating at low speed just until blended, and then stir in one tablespoon of lemon uh, lemon zest and one tablespoon of lemon juice, okay? You're going to beat the four egg whites. Now, remember, you added the yolks to the batter. Now, we've got the four egg whites in a large bowl at medium-high speed. Beat it until stiff peaks form, and then gently stir one-third of the egg whites into the batter. Fold in the rest of the egg whites and spoon the batter into four greased, you're going to grease them with shortening and flour, nine-inch round cake pans. You're going to bake those at 350 degrees for about 16 to 20 minutes or until a wooden pick inserted in the center comes out clean. And then you're going to cool them. The fun part, guys, is assembling this baby, okay? So what you're going to do is you are going to place one cake layer on a serving platter and spread it with about one half cup of that wonderful strawberry lemonade jam, You're then going to pipe some of this wonderful strawberry cream cheese frosting around the edge. Now, the strawberry cream cheese frosting is an amazing, delicious concoction. What you're going to do is you're going to beat eight ounces of softened cream cheese and one-third cup of sugar with an electric mixer until it's smooth. Add two-thirds of a cup of chopped strawberries and beat it until blended. You're going to whisk together one-and-a-half cups of heavy cream and three tablespoons of lemon juice. And then you're going to beat that cream and that juice mixture in the, at medium speed until foamy, right? And then you're slowly going to add one-third cup of sugar, beating it until stiff peaks form. You put the cream mixture, combine it with the cream cheese mixture, and you are going to have a truly heavenly concoction. It is a strawberry cream cheese frosting. So when we're layering our cake and we've put about a half a cup of our strawberry lemonade jam on that first layer of cake, you're going to leave about a half an inch border around the edges. You're going to spoon one cup of the strawberry frosting into a Ziploc bag's bag. You're going to clip the end. I always say, guys, don't go out and spend a lot of money on those fancy pastry bags. <laughs> Use a Ziploc bag. It works perfectly well. This
1: is good. <laughs> and then
0: you're going to pipe a ring of frosting around the cake layer just inside the edge. So imagine this. That edge of frosting is holding that wonderful strawberry lemonade jam on the Ooh. inside so it doesn't go leaking out the sides, right? Then you're going to put on the next layer and repeat the process. Then goes the third layer and repeat the process. And then the fourth cake layer goes on top. And the whole beautiful concoction is slathered with this amazing cream cheese strawberry frosting. Oh, my gosh. No, this is amazing. It's making this is, me so hungry. I know. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I would make this cake just for myself. If I was home alone, I, mean, I would still like make this cake. It as sweet
1: as it is, it probably still kind of tastes very light.
0: It is. It's not heavy. Oh, wow. You know? And you know, that by whipping the egg whites first, you incorporate that lightness into the batter. Oh. Folks, this is a to die for recipe. Everything will be on the website. Don't worry if you missed any of it. You'll be able to catch it all there at southernsistershome.com. Click on the blog, and we'll be right back.
1: Everybody eats when they come to my house. Hey, this is a party, Marley.
0: welcome back to the southern sisters radio show this is the gardening segment which i have to say in the springtime is wholly appropriate
1: absolutely you
0: know what i mean have you noticed everything is a bloom it is everything is alive with color Mm -hmm. cat and i were driving to the studio down west paces ferry today and it was just i mean the tree weren't it gorgeous the trees were just Mm -hmm. hanging over and things were blooming everywhere
1: i have to say it it definitely down here in the south just I don't know, it's almost like a whole different world between yeah. spring, summertime and when the winter's out and all the, the you know, everything's dead and it's kinda yeah. like uh-huh. on oh, woodsy, but now it's just mm-hmm. bustling and beautiful, beautiful and vibrant.
0: Alive, alive. And you know, the other parts of the country they don't uh they don't see the blooms as early as we do. I mean, we start early down here. We we milk our spring for all it's worth, I we think. We do.
1: It usually I mean, usually everything kind of yeah. stays out and green for the most part till like October I sometimes. So yeah. we we're really lucky down here. We
0: are so we are so fortunate. And you know what, guys? There are certain flowering shrubs and plants that are more iconic, shall we say, from a southern perspective than others. We're gonna talk about a few of them. And I want you know, it'd be interesting to see. Do you have these in your yard? Or not? Because I have I have some of them, but I don't have others. And I'm thinking I would love to gradually add some of these to my yard. These are reliable plants. These are ones that just give and give and give year after year after year. And oftentimes when you think of the South, you're going to think of some of these plants, right? What do you think my number one choice for uh, Southern iconic plant is? Kat, you have any idea? What's your favorite? Um, Probably the Magnolia. Probably the Magnolia. Well, guess what? The Magnolia is definitely on our list. Now, when the sweet fragrance of Magnolia fills the air, you know you're in the South. To many people, the word Magnolia is synonymous with our native Magnolia, Grandiflora. That's the the variety that we see Mm -hmm. so much of. The classic southern magnolia with the large, glossy leaves that we all love to decorate with, Mm -hmm. right? And huge, white, fragrant blossoms. It's the state flower of Mississippi and Louisiana. Did you know that? Mm -mm. Mm. But do you know that there is a smaller version of the magnolia tree? If you're not into putting something that's going to get massively huge in your yard and you (laughs) want a smaller one, the sweet bay magnolia is a smaller tree and it's easier to fit in most gardens. How about that? Hmm. Yeah. So any magnolia, if you pick the planting site carefully, uh, will will give and give and give. And it's green all year long.
1: Yes. That is the one nice thing. Right? It stays, it stays pretty.
0: I used to <laughs> love to decorate with magnolia blossoms, but I didn't have one in my yard. But our next door neighbor, you remember? Oh yeah. The jerks. They had two or three or four of them in their yard. Oh really? Yeah. So, so I used would you to go
1: snag some once mm-hmm. in a while? Steal
2: some flowers.
0: One time I did take <laughs> one, <laughs> just one without borrow, asking. Just borrow. Yeah. And then <laughs> I and then I asked her. She's like, you can take them. I just go right. Re- <laughs> you know, you take them from the back. No one ever notices. Very true. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I'm happy now to actually have one in my yard. Another great iconic southern springtime plant that you can enjoy this time of year are the climbing roses. Mm. Now roses are beautiful but uh, are always beautiful, but roses that climb like let's say on like a rustic wooden fence or up the side of your house, or up over an arbor, right? Those are the ultimate. Mm. Now, climbing roses gracefully add height, dimension, and color to every space in the garden that might need a little softening. You know what I'm saying? It's got those nice soft edges. Now, antique roses have been the glory of southern gardens for decades. And if they're done right and you pick a hearty variety, they require minimal care. And yeah. they're pretty much, many of them are bug-free. Yeah, that's, a lot of them have a natural resilience.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I've always thought the roses—they're yes. so, but they're almost—I mean, I don't want to say it—but they're like a mean plant.
0: It's yeah, hard to kill them. Yeah, right. I mean, is, they, Don't they mess with it. A lot. And the thorns, you, the thorns, you know, thorns, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother hazard. <laughs> How about the dogwood? Now, the dogwood uh, has been called, and I would agree, the most beautiful native tree of North America. Its blossom is the state flower of North Carolina and Virginia, and it blooms profusely in mid-spring before the leaves begin to expand and then almost cover itself with small white fl- uh, flower clusters, mm-hmm. right? I love my dogwoods. My husband has been doing some woodworking, actually, in his shop. Whoa. He's been making things out of wood, like pens. He has the little pen inserts that go inside. Oh, he makes cool. the yeah. casing for them and yeah. wine bottles, wine stoppers. wine stoppers, Oh, all these boxes, cutting boards, things like that. He's been making me some things out of dogwood recently. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It's very cool. That's neat. Kind of a blonde, beautiful, nice yeah. wood.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. How about the hydrangea? Now, (laughs) this is like my favorite. Um, The shrubs and vines are a fan favorite in the South. They bloom in late spring or summer, and the flowers can last for months. Uh, But perhaps the most popular variety is the French hydrangea, okay? And that can be spotted in shady yards across the the South. Now, you know you can control the color of the blooms on your hydrangeas.
1: Really? Mm -hmm. I did not know that.
0: You can by controlling the acidity in the soil around them. I remember my father used to add Epsom salt to the ground around them, and that would influence the color of the blossoms to, from, from blue and then towards purpley and towards pink. Hmm. There's white ones too, right? Yeah, there are white ones too, yeah. which I love, actually. So, yeah, hydrangeas are an all-time, all-time favorite. What do you guys think of camellias, though?
1: Ah, uh, yes.
0: Mm. Now, the South is the heart of camellia country. The common camellia is even the state flower of Alabama. And this beautiful flowering shrub has a long blooming season. That's what I like about it. And loves, loves the southern climate. More than 3,000 names uh, of kinds of camellias exist. Imagine that. Wow. That's a lot of camellias. You know, I had one near our front door. Do you, I don't know if you remember this, Catherine. We had one near our, our front door at our old house that used to bloom around Christmas time. D- really? Depending on the weather. Because I can remember many years we had Christmas lights on the on the bushes and these beautiful camellia blossoms were coming through. That's cool. It was either that or it was still April and I hadn't taken down the Christmas lights. What was it wasn't <laughs> Probably the latter. <laughs> this is the south. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> no, there are varieties that will bloom a little earlier, more like late winter, and you yeah. can enjoy them that time. Now, the crepe myrtle is another, mm-hmm. another favorite, and one that has gotten a lot of criticism lately. I have seen, I don't know if you've noticed this, Nick, but I have actually seen on Facebook there are some crepe myrtle pruning shaming sites. Yeah, I don't know. Shaming. It's <laughs> shame them because apparently a lot of people uh, don't prune their crepe myrtles correctly. Yes. And there's crepe myrtle pr- police out there that will take a picture of your badly pruned crepe myrtle <laughs> and shame you on social media,
2: <laughs> which is pitiful.
1: It was trending on Twitter a little right? while back, too, crepe myrtles. And oh I yeah. was like, what, why is this? Tw- what is this trending for? you're right. That's They're the yeah. crepe myrtle police, basically. I thought one <laughs> was like the
0: five worst trims. Some of them just are trimmed back to stumps, another yeah. are just very gangly looking. But um, I think you are supposed to prune them back so they continue to stay full. Yes. You know, otherwise they get kind of tall and overhang and they're not. You know, they're not as shapely, shall yeah, we say? Exactly. They lose their girlish southern figure, <laughs> right? Now, I will say that daffodils are another one of my favorites. Mm. Those for me, and Kathy, you probably agree, you used to pick these in the yard when oh, you yeah. were little. And she'd bring, them to bring me little bouquets of, of uh, daffodils. <laughs> Those are typically the first ones to peek up out of the ground, you mm-hmm. know, in early spring while it's still cold. Yep. You know, and sometimes they peek up a little bit too early. Right. Yeah. And then we get the cold snap and they're, you know, and they're gone. And they're gone. Kind of sad. <laughs> but daffodils are arguably the finest and most valuable spring bulbs for the south. They are long lived. They increasingly, uh, they increasingly naturally from year to year, meaning mm. they will spread. Yes. They will grow. They stand up to cold and heat. Right. So they can take some of that cold temperatures. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they typically will last and hang along depending on where they're planted. Sometimes the ones in the sun will go first. The ones that are in the shade will last a little longer. Yep. Um, but for those of you that are willing to make a little investment of time in the fall and put those bulbs in the ground, they will reap rewards. Oh, absolutely. Because you know? I guarantee you by, by late February, March, early March, you're going to be looking for some flowers. <laughs> you're going to be ready for some, a little yes. dose of springtime. Well, guys, those are the Southern Sisters list of top iconic Southern flowers. How many of them do you have in your yard? How many of them do you want to add to your yard? I think we want to add some. All I need a, I need a new... Uh, I need a hibiscus. That's another one I'd oh, like yes. to add, right? Ooh. We already have uh, hydrangeas. We have the hydrangea. The blue ones. Gorgeous. Ooh. Yes. And they're well, still there? They are, right? Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, this was a great <laughs> segment. We are going to be right back with our Southern Narrative, and we are talking about God-made woman. We'll be right back.
1: Welcome back to the Southern Sisters Radio Show now with your southern narrative sharing stories from around the south here is your host jenny mccormick Earhart.
0: god made woman by sean dietrich i just saw a television commercial that made me blush the starved looking swimsuit model on the screen wasn't wearing enough to floss her teeth with i don't even know what the ad was selling nor do i give a flannel look i'm not complaining god help me i'm not Well, yes I am. What happened to women? I'm talking real figures and Grecian curvature. Once upon a time, girls had meat on their bones and weren't afraid to finish off a fried chicken drumstick. There wasn't a thing wrong with them. My granddaddy once said,
1: Boy, the best advice I can give you, marry a woman who wears cotton panties and eats until she's good and full.
0: I gave a confused look. He went on,
1: The sort of lady who wears expensive satin britches and eats like a bird, she's trouble.
0: Trouble. I've thought about that my whole life. Subsequently, I also learned granddaddy's advice isn't something you bring up at your mama's Bible study, unless you want the Jesus slapped out of you with a hairbrush. Admittedly, I'm inclined to agree with granddaddy, but then I come from a long line of redneck women. Strong and firm ladies, who could clean a chicken carcass, sweep the porch, hang laundry, and kiss your skinned knees during the same afternoon. We've done modern girls wrong. My friend's teenage daughter claims she's afraid to eat in front of boys. She's a brunette beauty whose P.E. teacher told her she was overweight. The entire class calculated body fat percentages on computers. This played havoc on the girl's mind. She quit eating suppers, started living at the gym she even began vomiting after meals one day she passed out at school they sent her to a shrink the doc suggested putting her on a diet God help us I'm no psychologist but we don't need any more carb counting we need women unafraid we need less size zeros less two pieces and more women proud of their iron skillets fewer x-rated commercials more Aunt B reruns. A woman is a human being. She has a real face, one that looks good without makeup. She has a figure that's unique and an appetite for life, love, humor, and hickory smoked ham. She's designed to laugh until she snorts, to enjoy rich desserts and to cuss from time to time. She wears what she likes, talks as loud as she wants, sips beer from a can, and sees the universe in her own way. She's female. God created her for changing the world, raising families, and making a boy feel like a man. She's not perfect. She's downright flawless. To hell with swimsuit ads.
1: Summers for the girls got no home. She went away young because she didn't know how. She didn't want to get And welcome back to
0: the Seven Sisters Radio Show. Ah, oh, I do love me some Sean Dietrich. Wasn't that just magical? I love the way that that is a man. I was doing the reading, of course, but that is a man that wrote that. (laughs) That And I
1: just (laughs) was wonderfully, wonderfully worded. It's it's eloquent. But at the same time, it's just like, here's the truth. I know (laughs) it it, it is the truth. And, you know,
0: I think in this day and age, we Southern women, you know, some of us were we're being sold a pack of lies Mm. from from, you know, from the media, uh, from print and online media, you know, as, as to what a woman should look like.
1: Absolutely. You you learn about Photoshop and some of the stuff they do with editing on TV and print. It's uh, crazy.
0: It is crazy. (laughs) Abnormal, if you ask me. Well, you know, guys, since we were talking about Sean's beautiful sort of uh, narrative about God creating women, you know, it's a good time for us to talk as Southern women and the men who love us um, a little bit about things we can do to improve our body image. Mm. You know, it's a little bit of this, uh, you know, love yourself kind of thing. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of it. Very important. Yeah. So we're going to share some thoughts with you about the best ways for a Southern woman uh, to improve her body image. I'll start us off. My sweet girl, Catherine, is here in the studio with me, and she's going to help me out. We're going to tag team this one just a little bit. How about number one? Appreciate all that your body can do. Every day your body carries you closer to your dreams celebrate all of the amazing things your body does for you. Running, dancing, breathing, laughing. How about dreaming? You know, if you think of a few, you can probably think of a lot actually that ways to just sort of stop and think and look at your body, appreciate it for the amazing work of God really that it is. What else do we have Catherine? Let's see. Number two, keep a top 10 list of things you like
2: about yourself. Things that aren't related to how much you weigh or what you look like. Read your list often to it as you become aware of more things you like about yourself. I love that. We should get to stay positive. Think about the things you like about yourself rather than things you
0: don't. Right. Because we tend to focus on the things we don't, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of, unfortunately, that's kind of, by default, we tend to look to the bad. Mm -hmm. How about number three? Remind yourself that true beauty is not simply skin deep. Now, we've all heard this, right? But when you feel good about yourself and who you are, you carry yourself with a sense of confidence, self-acceptance, and openness that makes you beautiful, regardless of whether you physically look like a supermodel. Beauty is a state of mind, not a state of your body.
1: Absolutely, I agree with I mean, that I mean, a lot. I, mean, I mean, really, I can say this as a guy. You can, I, I can right. totally tell the difference. And a woman, if she's confident or not, and that is probably Mm -hmm. the number one most attractive thing. Really, is, isn't it? I mean, you can be gorgeous to the moon and back, but if you're shy and you kind of keep your eyes down and, you know, then, then,
0: you know, whatever. And there's, see, that is a male perspective coming (laughs) from (laughs) one of my favorite men. (laughs) Okay,
2: what's next, Catherine? Let's see. Look at yourself as a whole person. When you see yourself in a mirror or in your mind, choose not to focus on specific body parts. See yourself as you want
0: others to see you. As a whole person. Yes. Right?
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: Um, you know, not just a pretty face, right? right? Or not just a shapely body, but the whole person. The whole, the person. whole, the whole, whole package. package. The whole package. <laughs> I love that piece of advice. How about number five? Surround yourself with positive people. It is easier to feel good about yourself and your body when you are around others who are supportive and who recognize the importance of liking yourself just as you naturally are. I say the ones mm-hmm. that don't, you might want to cut them out. Oh, yeah. Now, it's harder if they're family members, but, you know, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, then
1: if they're family, you can kind of tell them off a little bit, can't you? Very true. You can talk back. (laughs) Tell them like it is,
0: right? Yeah, but, you know, positive people, that's so important. Now, the next one, Catherine, is is one of my favorite ones. Okay, it has three stars next to it. I put three stars (laughs) next to it. Shut down those
2: voices in your head that tell you your body is not right or that you are a bad person. You can overpower those negative thoughts with positive ones. The next time you start to tear yourself down... Build yourself back up with a few quick affirmations that work for you.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Those voices in your head, you know, they I'm get telling to you, worse. they do. And I don't. I, I'm sure men have them a little bit too. But I tell you, I know a lot of women, including myself, at times in my life, that have a constant negative narrative going in my head. Mm. It's what the, the things we say to ourselves, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you are your own worst critic. So right? true.
0: So true. That's one of my favorite ones. So so shut down those voices. Don't listen to them, guys. Tell them to shut up. Okay? (laughs) Number seven, wear clothes that are comfortable and that make you feel good about your body. Work with your body, not against it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I say every woman needs a certain number, maybe two or three or four outfits. You're going to have more than that, but you got two or three or four good go-to outfits that you know you can put on. You know you're going to feel good about yourself. You know what I'm saying? The
1: kind where when you put it on, you stand, you look at yourself in the mirror, you look up and down, you go... Damn.
0: Ah, just like that. That's the reaction you want. And combine that with your positive attitude and you're going to yes. be, you know, a star. Okay, Catherine, uh, number eight is also my also second one favorite. one of your favorites. Let's see. <laughs> Become a
2: critical viewer of social and media messages. Pay attention to images, slogans, or attitudes that make you feel bad about yourself or your body. Protest these messages. Write a letter to the advertiser or talk back to the image or message.
0: How about that? Did you hear that last part? Talk back Talk to back the to image. It. I can see myself on Facebook just looking at some image and shut up.
1: <laughs>
0: Don't you get inside my head? Oh my goodness, I like that. Do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> because we're, we're we're surrounded. We are surrounded and just inundated with images of what the what a what a woman's body should look like. Mm. We start to think that that is the ideal, and that everything else is not. You yes. see what I'm saying? You're right. We, we constantly would set ourselves up for disappointment in that case, though, because you know. It's almost virtually impossible for us to maintain those perfect female images. Quite frankly, guys, you know even the models can't can't hold up. Most oh, yeah. of those are airbrushed.
1: Oh yeah, well that's too, that too. And most quote unquote models like that don't make it past about twenty five, twenty six, and then you know your body changes your yeah. whole life and. Chances are pretty good that you're not going to have the same body type as the person you see on the magazine cover or whatever. So
0: yeah, don't hold ourselves. So I love that. Be a critical viewer of social and media Mm -hmm. messages. Number nine, do something nice for yourself. I like this one too. (laughs) (laughs) Something that lets your body know you appreciate it. Take a bubble bath. Make time for a nap. Find a peaceful place outside to relax. I will tell you, I have walked past that big old garden tub in my master bedroom a hundred times and not used it. You know, but finally, a few a, a few weeks ago, I said, "You know what? Doggone it! I'm gonna fill that thing up." You know, so I waited. You know, it took a half an hour to fill it up. But once once it was uh, I just kind of soaked in the tub, and I th- I almost felt guilty for taking that time. Oh, but it was glorious. <laughs> I encourage all of y'all to do the same. Mm. Kat, you take us out with the last one. All right, number 10, use the time and
2: energy that you might have spent worrying about food, calories, and your weight to do something nice to help others. Mm. Sometimes reaching out to other people can help you feel better about yourself and can
0: make a positive change in our world. What do you think about that? I love that one. Right? Because after all, in the end, it really shouldn't be about, you know, all about us. Mm. You're right. You know? If you're talking about being feeling positive about yourself, you know what I'm saying? What better way to have a positive image of yourself than from having done something good for somebody else?
1: Exactly. You
0: know, everything else is, quite frankly, vanity.
1: Very true. Right? I mean, in its simplest form, that takes your mind off of it. I know. Really? Absolutely. It's a good thing.
0: Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this Southern Sisters show this week. It is such a pleasure to come into you, into your car, into your home. That sounds creepy. (laughs) Came (laughs) came into your car in your home this week. We're glad that you are there to listen to us. You know that you can listen to our podcast anytime. Go to SouthernSistersHome.com. Click on the radio show tab and you can listen. We love to hear from you. Email me. Come on. Email me. Radio at SouthernSistersHome.com. And all of the wonderful recipes that we talked about today are going to be on the website. SouthernSistersHome.com. Click on the blog. Have a beautiful spring weekend. Say bye, Catherine. Goodbye.